Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth. But they had faith in you. And you. Party people, what up? Michael Gogia here for the Blotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, bing, Utah. bang, boom. Give me two. Welcome to the show. We're going to talk fab. We're going to talk waiver wire pickups. A new week is coming. An old week is wrapping up. We got Atlanta and San Diego, I believe, here on the Sunday night game. Let's see. If you, Darvish, can bounce back from one of the worst starts in recent memory, it was awful. If you had you, Darvish, on your team and you were exposed to that, I feel for you. I really, really do. Brutal start by Darvish. Nine earned runs in an inning and two-thirds against the Giants. Whoo, man, that was really, really bad, and I'm sorry that happened to you. So. But we are live here. We'll talk about fun stuff the week that was, the week to come. Make sure you follow us on Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs on the you Twitter talk. feed. we got the Discord. Give me two. All of it's available for you. If you really want to contribute, the Patreon is also available at the top of the Twitter feed in the bio for our channel so uh initial thoughts here i'm solo by the way no deary today it is easter and a lot of people are enjoying their day having fun it's also passover weekend shout out to the tribe out there fellow tribesmen here good times noodle salad but baseball is in full swing and it feels great i've been consumed with it all week long so many scores to keep up on who to add who to drop i put owen miller on the cover of today's show in the thumbnail because He's been on a roll. He's been somebody that everybody would like to get a piece of right now. And I'm hearing people ask questions like, should I drop Jorge Soler for Owen Miller? It's pretty intense. I don't know. I don't think I would do something like that because Soler leads off. But just giving you an example of some of the questions that have been thrown my way and I've heard from other people. I've been on the Reddit a lot more. The subreddit has been a lot of fun. The fantasy baseball subreddit. I've been bouncing in there and getting more active on there. It's fun. Met some people. A lot of questions, a lot of commentary. You can learn a ton in there. It actually reminds me of our Discord. And shout out to everybody who's been so awesome. Stand up and shout! You guys have been killing it in the Discord. Advice, commentary, trade responses. Everybody has been posting their trades and what do we think of them. And all of that happens in the Plausible Podcast Discord. I love it. I love it. So the question is, how much money would you spend on a guy like Owen Miller who's had himself a fine week? And if you don't know who Owen Miller is, this is a guy that should be relevant right now in... 10-team leagues, all types of leagues, because he was a key piece of the Mike Clevenger trade that sent Clevenger to San Diego a couple years ago. There was also Cal Quantrill, which was a nice piece too. I think it was a really great trade for Cleveland in the long run because so far, Clevenger still hasn't even pissed for San Diego. But 
Owen Miller just keeps raking. He went 0 for 3 today. Oh, my God. What a bummer. But uh, he's shown power. He had the double-deuce game on the 13th against Cincinnati. Two homers, two dongs. And he's been... He, until today, he had a hitting streak going of, I think, five or six games. So, the question is, he's not going to dominate like this all season, but are you concerned about other players in Cleveland's mix, like Andre Jimenez, Rosario, even Yu Chang? And Yu Chang's on the IL now. He stinks. I was really debating between Yu Chang and Owen Miller coming into the season. I wanted to get shares of them in draft and holds and deeper 15-teamers with huge rosters. And it turns out right now, Owen Miller is the clear favorite over Yu Chang. So I'm grateful I got Owen in a couple, but I wish I had him in some more because I really liked his bat when he was given opportunities last season and even back to 2020. So the bottom line is, will you spend triple digits on Owen Miller? If it's a $1,000 fab budget, think in those terms, $1,000 for the season. Are you going to spend $100 on Owen Miller today? I don't think you should do that. He's a nice player, but he's going to slow down. And Cleveland, like I said, still has a lot of middle infielders in there that are going to cause issues. So I say grab Owen Miller if you can, if you've got injuries, but don't blow your wad on it. This is not a week to be going crazy. Last week we had Josh Lowe, people spending buku bucks. Somebody in my main event league spent $555. I won't say who it was, but he's a very well-known analyst in the biz. So he spent a lot of cash on Josh Lowe because he was desperate, because his outfield was not producing at all. And even though it was the first week of the season, he was I think he was probably concerned, and he knew what Josh Lowe could provide. I wasn't going to spend $555 on Josh Lowe myself, even last week. I think my top bid for him was uh, $110. That, I'm not going to do that. I don't care who it is. Uh, oh, here's Deary. He says, hey, send me the link. <laughs> sure, Deary, I can send you the link right now. I didn't know you want to pop in. I didn't get a response. And I don't... Deary loves Easter. It's one of his favorite holidays, so I didn't want to spoil that either. And I understand how it goes. But Deary's going to pop in. Here he comes. Yay! Woohoo! He's popping in, honey. Believe it? Yeah. Oh, I will. Leanne's sitting right next to me in the recliner. She's very comfy. She's got the uh, tortilla blanket on. Shout out to my friend Jason, who sent the tortilla blanket several months ago. It's amazing how many things people will send you just by getting to know them through Twitter. Baseball cards, blankets, stickers. I got a whole bunch of those. So let's dive into the basics here. Guys for this week. Now there are 12 teams with seven game schedules, which is enticing. So if you're looking for streamers, some of the teams you want to look at last week, this past week, we're wrapping up here. Arizona only had five games. Now this week they've got seven games. So that's a bonus for them. That's good news, right? Deary? Fantastic news. Seven games this week. I didn't know. Uh, how's Easter over there? What's happening? Oh, yeah. we. I don't know. We went to brunch this afternoon with some friends. That's about it. And, uh, Christina made some Easter pie tonight. Easter went, pie? What the hell is that? Uh, it's like a, it's almost like a quiche with like uh, some like Italian meats and egg. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, Leanne, you ever heard of Easter pie? Oh, she has. Okay. Well, yeah, there we go. Your camera, a, you need to wipe your lens off. It looks like you're in a massive cloud. <laughs> uh, Jay Bird's here. What's up, Jay? He's There you go. That is better. <laughs> oh what up, God, It's a huge difference. Yeah, it really is. He's got the English D behind him. Jay Bird, good to see you, my friend. Our upper Michigan friend from the UP, Jay. Uh, Deary, so you jumped in here. I'm glad you're here. We're going to do a quick show, quick and easy get out. But first full week of baseball, anything stand out to you that you want to talk about? Injuries. <laughs> God damn, yeah. there's so there's so many injuries. You don't know what if it's 
the shortened spring training. Obviously, we've been seeing pitchers try to ramp up. It's been very hard for many pitchers to get quality starts. Guys that have looked really good. It's like, hey, five innings, and then you're out, man. Once you yep. get close to like 80 pitches, I think Robbie Ray may have be the only one of the few guys who went 90. I think he threw 95 earlier this week, but oh yeah, it's been rough. It's been just guys going on in the IL left and right. I haven't been completely destroyed by it, which is, which has been good. And you know, a lot of my daily leagues, I've been able to make some moves. Um, I was able to make yep. actually a trade in one of my head to head leagues this, Ooh, this week. What do we got? Tra- trade offer was sent to me. Um, this is a head-to-head categories league, and I have Tyler McGill, who I picked up off the waiver wire last week. And Excellent. I, t- I talked to about him last week, and someone sent me an offer, uh, sent me Liam Hendricks for McGill, and I took it immediately. Wow. So you got Hendricks. And you I, got Hendricks. I got Hendricks for McGill, yeah. And this is a K-9 league, right, with holds? No, this is not. This is actually the Novi League, not a K-9 league. Oh, my God. League, so. Wow. Yeah, no holds. There's there's saves. I'm okay uh, as long as Giolito doesn't miss too much uh, more time in that league. I think I'm okay. I was kind of at a luxury with with pitching. I have a really really strong hitting, uh, you know, hitting lineup on my team, which has been good. So if I need to run out and get another starting pitcher, I think I probably could with some of uh, you know the hitters I got. But you know, I'm nice. I'm able to pair Hendricks with Jordan Romano, so I feel like I should be able to win saves every single week. I won saves this week with Romano alone. Yeah, Romano has six saves on the season already, and I was actually thinking about this when I was looking at the box scores earlier today, Deary. There's several, a few closers anyways, who have at least four or more saves already. And Daniel Bard has four saves already, and right now he is a gift to Roto Leagues where you compile stats for the season because that's that's a lot of saves right out the bat and from a guy that you probably picked up off wire, yep. the waiver wire, or was your very last pick, and probably not your last pick depending on how deep your league was. Yeah, and some of my uh, NFPC leagues, he is still available, and there I'm sure he's going to be pick up picked up tonight. And I'm really interested to see what he goes for. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of my other leagues, I was able to scoop him scoop him up. I mean, one league where I didn't think I was going to be strong in saves at all, I was able to pick him up, and getting four from him the first week was crazy. So through, you know, a week and a half, I ended up getting nine saves, which is really incredible. Hell yes, man! Daniel Bard has been a lovely, lovely little treat for me because I picked him up everywhere. I haven't been at least seven or eight leagues. Star Platinum's in the house. What's up, Star Platinum? The whole league, I see a lot of six for 40s. Oh, so he's saying everybody can't hit across the board right now. There's a lot of hitters who are... (laughs) But there's been some big outbursts offensively. There's been some double-digit games that I've seen. So it hasn't been... I don't think it's been a mix of either pitching dominance or hitting dominance. It seems to be fairly balanced right now. Yeah, I, I would agree. Look at, you know, what the Indians were able to do earlier in the week against the Royals. They put up double-digit runs twice, and, you know, two days later, they put up one run. So it seems fairly fairly similar to what would normally go on. But, yeah, through this first week and a half, it's 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 been injuries, and it's, you know, going to be a tough thing to navigate all year. I think I talked about this last year, how just injuries have risen over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, and, you know, exactly. guys aren't playing through injury. They're throwing them on the IL again. Now, we don't have that seven-day IL anymore. It's just, straight 10 so you know you're, you're waiting a week and a half to get guys back yeah mike trout got hit on the hand today guy can't catch a break he's no broken bones so you don't have to worry about that but i know people are going to start talking like oh he can't stay healthy see there you go anybody can get hit on the hand don't give me that shit okay stand down stand down what about byron but, buxton <laughs> yeah buxton uh that, that one's a classic call but it's not a crisis injury right so from what we're hearing now, it, it, yeah, I don't even know if it's going to be an IL stint. So, but if they say it's soreness and it's 
degenerative, possibly? I mean, if it's soreness, it's not a tear. That means it could be something chronic, which actually gives me more pause mm -hmm. for a guy who shouldn't have chronic joint issues. He's not fat. <laughs> he's, he's in great shape, takes care of himself. It just seems bizarre. And I know it's already bizarre with Buxton because it's always bizarre. And it's uh, sad. It's just sad because he's so it really talented. Is. It, it, it really is. Because, you know, for years he was really – you know, struggling and try to find himself. And over these last three years, he's been able to, when he's been healthy to, to play, he's been putting up some of the best fantasy numbers around, but I can't, I can't stay on the field. And it's really too bad. Cause you got to root for a guy like that. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, we're live here on the plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. We're talking a little bit of fab and waiver wire you pickups as we move into week Give me two. three star platinum says my pitching is playing a lot better than my offense. And it should be the other way around, which. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen your team start playing him, so I don't know. I can't comment on that. <laughs> Deary, I know in my home league, I do have injuries piling up. The Mike Trout hand thing, which should be okay. Then there's uh, Brandon Nimmo went on COVID list on Friday, along with a couple other Mets like Mark Canna. Uh, I've had Josh Rojas, who was already injured before the year started. Luis Urias, who was already injured before the year started. Mm -hmm. And Ronald Acuna, who was also injured before the year started. So I really couldn't afford to have any injuries because I no. took risks on guys that were already coming into the season with injuries. And now I have Sonny Gray, too, who hits the IL after pitching an inning and two-thirds against the Red Sox on Saturday. And he pulled up lame with a hammy, which is a, a big loss for the Twins, who actually, during the Twins' problem right now is not pitching. Their pitching has been pretty good. Their offense they stinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been really hit or miss with their offense. And, you know, they got a lot of free swingers on that squad. And with, with Buxton going down here, I haven't really checked in to see what Gary Sanchez has been doing. I, you know, a guy like Arias isn't really off to, you know, Arias you're going to get batting average from. You know, you're not Arias is actually, right I mean, now. he's been getting hits. Arias has been, yeah. so, I keep yeah. noticing him in the box score because he's showing up with multi-hit games. There's no power, but he's yeah, hitting he's a the guy, ball. Yeah. yeah, he's a guy who should be able to bat 300, no problem. He's just not going to give you much else in terms of counting stats. You know, runs and average is what you're looking for out of a guy like that. Jeff Whiteley, the Josh Lowe super fan is here. Up What's up, Jeff? Jeff? Good to see you, man. Says uh, Wilmer Flores, Tigers pitcher in the minors. What do you think of him? Well, the truth is, I don't have an opinion other than what I've seen from my guy Rogelio Castillo, who works for Woodward Sports and writes for the Tigers now. Actually, Rogelio, do you see that, dearie? He's now with Woodward Sports. He joined up and he's their like Tigers guy now, which is cool. Yeah, that's great. Woodward Sports just started up over in the last couple of years, you know, kind of a something new going on in the media industry in Detroit. A lot of yeah. familiar faces of former athletes and you know, radio guys around Detroit. So great, great job by Rogelio. Congratulations on that. Yeah. So if you want to know, Jeff, I strongly recommend you instantly follow Rogelio Castillo. Ask him because he posted something just yesterday about Wilmer Flores. So he knows more than I will. I, I know prospects and I like the Tigers. You know, we're Tigers fans here, of course, but I don't know every single one of them. And that I think Wilmer is at like single A. I think he's a deeper prospect right now. But he also has the same name as the guy who played for the Giants. So. <laughs> And Richard Sands is here. What's up, Richard? Defending Palazzo Podcast Invitational Champion. Richard actually messaged me this week, dearie, and he said he wasn't feeling optimistic about a repeat because he's got too uh -oh. many injuries right now. Uh, a lot of injuries. That's what we're talking about. The injury bug has hit our old ch former champion here looking to repeat this year. Injuries, injuries, <laughs> injuries. I was talking about it the other day. I said two tweets this week. One was about injuries, and the other was about Jordan Romano. And how come people weren't as high on him at the start of the season? I was. Because, you know, I, I feel like the Blue Jays are a 95-plus win team. And if he can stay healthy, I think 40 saves is certainly doable. Yeah, I just – I wasn't going to take Romano because his ADP was too high and where he was going. I 
I was interested, but I wasn't going to take him top 100. I just wasn't. And right now, he's apparently he's from Toronto, too, which I didn't know. So there's a built-in Canadian factor. He pitches for the Blue Jays. He's from the area. It all just aligns. It makes perfect sense. I wish I had known that. I would have. Not that I make those decisions based off where a guy is from solely, but it is useful. All right, so, uh, Deary, give me a guy that you're interested in picking up this week, uh, and how much are you willing to go? Ooh. I was talking about Owen Miller before he came on the air. Like, is he available in some of your leagues, and would you spend triple digits for Owen Miller now, 100 bucks? Yeah, you know what? I was working on my fab bids over the last couple of days here. Certainly not done yet. Um, but, yeah, let me mention some guys here that I am on the board. I'm not too worried about people in my leagues listening to this. Um, Owen Miller, I do have a bid in for Owen Miller. Let me go ahead and see what yeah, I, I do, do have in and what I'm most comfortable with for Owen Miller. Because this guy, this guy's been on fire. He's on fire. From yeah, downtown. He had a, I said he had a double dong game the other day, but he's also a guy that has some competitors. There's several middle infielders in the mix with the Cleveland Guardians right now. So that gives me a little bit of pause because he's not going to last forever on this heat streak. Okay, I got two bids out for Owen Miller, one in Glarf, one in uh, in TGFBI. I won't share what my bid. I won't share what my bids are. No, you can't. Not very high though. I'd say not very high. I'm trying to figure out how if I'm going to restructure this, but I got some other really big bids out. So, ooh, big bidder! We got a big bidder here. by the way, for Jeff, who asked about Wilmer Flores, I'm going to post this tweet from Rogelio Castillo. Go click on that tweet and then follow Tigers Minor League Report because it's great, great stuff. I, we know Rogelio and uh, Chris Brown. They both do great work. They're local guys, and they know the Tigers as much as anybody. So I want to give you guys all the benefits of quality analysis that I can. Uh, Helmut Cormalis. What's up, Helmut? Taylor Ward or Orlando Mercado? Or, uh, Orlando? Oscar Mercado? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I actually started to question what his name was. Taylor Ward or Oscar Mercado. This is an $1,000 fab budget. Uh, I think Oscar Mercado has run into some pitches and hit them hard. <laughs> but I still think he has strikeout issues, and I'm, I'm doubtful that he could be consistent. However, he did have a pedigree, so I don't know. What do you think, Deary? Would you rather have Taylor Ward or Oscar Mercado? I also have one bid in for Mercado. I have none for Taylor Ward. Uh, he's another guy who seems like a hot name. I mean, Oscar Mercado back in 2019 stole 15 bases, had 70 runs and 15 home runs. Looked really nice. He's That's true. completely digressed since then. It's not gotten better. I mean, last couple of seasons, sure, he hasn't been playing full time. Um, 2023 stolen bases in 36 games, uh, 21 last year and limited time, 238 plate appearances. Seven stolen bases, six home runs. Uh, he's got three home runs already. Uh, is he really going to get to double digits? Is he going to be able to get consistent playing time? Has he walked mm. once this season? No, he has zero walks and 29 <laughs> plate appearances, 31 yeah. per straight K, 31% K rate. So like you said, it seems like he's just run into a lot. Uh, I wouldn't put a huge bid out for him, but I mean, if you got to catch guys where they're hot and he could be somebody who could help you out for a couple of weeks, but long-term, I don't think Mercado's helping you out. Yeah, uh, Taylor Ward is an interesting guy. You know, he's 20, 28 or something like that. He's in the middle of his career right now, and he got brought off the IL on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California. He hit a home run, and he's hitting cleanup too. Joe Madden was not shy about just putting him right in the heart of the order. Um, he's an interesting choice there. I actually think Ward could be the better play here, but I don't, I don't know. 
I think it's still early on Ward. I need to see more consistency. I don't love Mercado. I know that. No, no. And Ward's bat is more intriguing. So I wouldn't spend much on a $1,000 fab budget. If you're going to bid either one of these guys, I go Taylor Ward, and I only bid 8 bucks or something. Yeah. I don't think there'll be a heavy competition at all. It should be $8 or less for a guy yeah, like I Taylor agree. Ward. I, I would, I'd be probably on $12 and under is probably what, what's probably going to win either of these guys because I don't think they're long-term options at all. Okay, yeah, that's I agree with you there. Uh, well, Taylor Ward, I do like. I'm interested, but I need to dive in a little bit more. I'm going to always be honest with you guys. Taylor Ward is a guy that I've you know, kind of covered a little bit. What do they call that? I browsed. I haven't really dove deep in. I got to go bigger on Taylor Ward. Richard Sands says there will be no repeat in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational <laughs> overall this year, but watch out for his main event team. Yeah, good things are brewing there. Erdio21 says, I can't stay, but want to say sup, so sup. Sup, Erdio. Good to see you. Suppers. Suppers. Uh, Jaybird says, how about Jeff having Cortez, Haney, and Brash in the Mike the Mouth League today? Not too bad. Yeah, Jaybird's in that league, and so is Jeff. And damn, that's, I mean, Brash walked six guys? I know he did pitched he really? well. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know hey. Cortez struck out 12. He did in like five innings. He did what Jesus Lazardo did, basically. Yeah, that's really a- impressive. He was a two-star pitcher this week, so he certainly helped a lot of teams in those weekly leagues. It is Baltimore, I'm just saying, but, yeah, that's still impressive. Also, yeah, Brash had that really – I mean, he killed your whip, but he didn't get blown off – you know, he didn't get the doors blown off of him. So Matt Brash was still a viable play today, but, you know, you don't like seeing six walks in an outing, even if they only give up two earned runs. This is what he did. Five and a third, six walks, five Ks. So it's not a great – <laughs> K to walk actually amazing he went it's actually amazing he pitched into the sixth inning yeah yeah i guess you're right that is true uh jeff says already follow him oh jeff's already ahead of the game on that so old news sorry helmut says thanks happy easter helmut happy whatever it is for you brian k rodman's here if you're going boring and he's available manny margot can add quality at bats i like it they like Mar- you know dear they signed margot to the extension before the season started a very small extension Mm-hmm. But that shows that they like him and probably want to keep him in the lineup more often than not. And I know the Rays are going to Ray. We already know that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he could steal 15 to 20 bags and possibly hit 15 to 20 homers. It's a it's a nice combo in a lineup that's pretty solid. Oh, he's like the perfect type of Rays player. Can kind of do everything. A little bit of pop, can run. Um, where's he been batting in this order? It, it seems like the Rays do not have a consistent batting lineup besides those top uh, four guys. Look, oh, okay, it looks like Margot's been – oh, yeah, here we go. Seventh, sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh, sixth. But he's played every day in the last seven days, which is incredible. That's what I'm saying. That that extension proved to me that, mm-hmm. hey, we want to play this guy. Everybody was getting hot about Harold Ramirez the first week, but no, 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 no. No, you're not getting anything from him. You want Margot. And I would bid – you know, depending on the league situation here, if it's a 15-team league, Margot could definitely be a starter in the outfield for you. So I would bid mm-hmm. I'd bid 10 to 15 bucks on Margot if you need steals. If you definitely need steals, I'd bid that money. Otherwise, I'd keep it real cheap, a couple bucks. And in a 12-team league, I, I don't know if I see the value there. Again, unless you're super desperate for steals. Yeah, Margot's still only 27 years old. And in the last... Five seasons, he's been over 13 steals every single year. 11 steals every single year with a high of 20 in 2019. So anytime you can scoop up double-digit steals on the on the wire, uh, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, Jeff says, 
Taylor Ward had a home run and a steal in that first game back. That's great. The old combo meal. Shout out to the ESPN Fantasy Pod, which no longer exists. So long, guys. Star Platinum says, what about Profar if he's available? Um, you know, last week, people, we did a name that runner-up fab bid segment this week, and Profar was one of our examples. And I think somebody paid like $17 for him or more, $23? Uh, I want to say it was it was in the, I want to say it was in the 20s. You believe he's still only 29? It seems like he's been around forever. Well, yeah. I mean, he came into the league. He was 20, 21 years old. It's it's amazing. He's been with Texas, Oakland, and San Diego now. So, it, yeah, it, he's been so weird. The 2000, I think it was 18 and 19, he had really, really good years there with Texas and then Oakland, you know, 20 home runs both seasons, close to double-digit steals. Um, it's it's kind of weird that he hasn't turned into more. Because he's a guy yeah. who doesn't strike out a ton. He's able to get on base, a couple steals, a little bit of power, but he's kind of just been non-existent the last three years. So he's playing a lot, though. He's yeah. he had last day off was April twelfth. He's played every day since, and he's been you know not he's not hitting deep but high up in the order. But he is getting daily at bats. So in fifteen teamers or deeper, I absolutely think Profar is worth ten. To twelve bucks, ten to twelve bucks, I think. I always think it's messy there, and things can change very quickly in San Diego with AJ Preller. He's always ready to pull the trigger, so I would be cautious about that. But uh, Jasper says I'm getting Profar everywhere I can. Oh, do you know something we don't know, Jasper? Because we'd like to know that. Share, share. They've with been us. playing. Uh, where they've been playing Profar left field. Yeah, I think he's yeah, been so playing I, predominantly left. I mean, I just don't think there's any other competition right now. Now that with Tatis out, I don't think there's anyone who's going to supplant him in left field. Oh, well, I mean, Kim, Kim basically plays on the infield. Yep. I mean, CJ yeah, has uh, been playing six, short, uh, and Will Myers just is out in right field, just looking dead as always. Yeah, Eric Hosmer's been hitting well, though, man. That's been a nice pickup. I said last week that he was back. He was going to have one of the good Hosmer years. So if you're talking Padres, <laughs> that will actually provide value. Eric Hosmer's won. Profar is definitely valuable. And as long as he gets to keep playing, of course, he's worth the money. Hell, you maybe you'll spend 20 bucks on a $1,000 fab budget this week. If you think you need a guy who can provide you with multiple positions, power, and steals. I got no beef with it. I really don't. So... All right, let's talk, talk some other players here. Other bids that are worth our time. What about some saves? Let's talk relief pitchers here. Is there anybody that you really feel you have to have in certain leagues, Deary? Because, you know, Hanzo Robles has moved up the chain in Boston. He got a save this week. Uh, Jorge Lopez is still available. There's also guys like Hector Neris. Now, this is a big one. Hector Neris yeah. with Ryan Presley on the IL. I'm expecting there to be big bids on Neris. But how long can we expect to have him in the closers role? And how much money is that worth? Yeah, Neris is a guy we've seen in this role before. Um, and yeah, Presley Not going very down. good. <laughs> Pres- <laughs> no, the guy has always been better in kind of the seventh or eighth, eighth inning. Uh, he's got a really great slider. He's now 32 years old. We've seen him try to take this role before. He did it in Philadelphia for a few years. And, you know, he's, he's had over 20 saves a couple times. Um, and he's able to strike guys out, but that ERA has always just kind of been like one year it sits at three, the next year it sits at five, then it's back down to three, five, then it's back up to five. So right there, it's just, it's just consistency. And he has a really hard time getting out of jams. Once people are on base, it's a narrowest inning is either a one, two, three inning, a couple ground balls and a strikeout, or it's like 
a walk here, a double there, and then another single. And you're like, oh man, this is like Chapman the other day. This guy can't get through the <laughs> inning. You gotta, you gotta pull him. So yeah, there's gonna be some bid, big bids in. I have a bid in, um, not terribly high though. I I, yeah, I, but- I can't see myself going, you know, I, I know it's a guy who could be a closer here for the next couple of weeks. I can't see myself going too high when let's say you're let's let's say you bid like fifty dollars on a guy like Naris. He he may not even be on your roster in two weeks, and then you just blew fifty bucks for you know maybe a save or two. We'll see. I mean, Houston is a good squad, but what is the opportunity that Naris gets all the opportunities, or they just kind of play matchups there? You got a couple other guys, Phil Matt uh, Matten, Ryan Stanek, uh, Rafael Montero. These are all guys that can also you know fill in a bunch of guys in their thirties. <laughs> yeah, well, they got a lot of veteran depth there. That's true. And if Naris falters, there will be other opportunities. Richard Sands wants to know how much are we bidding on Hector Neris or Hansel Robles. And I think for Robles, I thought that Whitlock would end up being closer. And there's still a long way to go in the season. So that prediction could still ring true because I was saying it wouldn't be right away. Right now, if Hansel Robles could be the guy, and I think it's worth $1,000 fab budget, I think I might spend, if I needed saves and a closer, I would spend 40 to 60 bucks. I would. I think I would. On Hector Neris? Yeah, on, on Robles, yeah. Hanzo Robles. Yeah, I mean, it all depends. Like, it's it, it's interesting because we're only here in our our second fab bids or third fab bids of the of the year, and you want to make sure that you're not completely shut out. Once we get you know towards the end of the season, you're really trying to make that move, but you also don't want to end the season with seven hundred dollars worth of money left. So certainly uh. put those bids out, and it could be one of those things where people are just like, ah, fuck it, you know, someone else is going to bid on this guy. You know, I'm going to put in something really low. Sometimes I'm really shocked that there's no bids in for certain guys, but yeah. you know, I I don't know what the hell is going on with Boston's bullpen. I mean, Deakman got a save the other day. Uh, I think the best guy in their bullpen is Garrett Whitlock, but he seems to be kind of their mid relief guy. I don't know if they're kind of stretching him out. The the talk in spring training was them stretching him out to possibly be a starter, but it's like. Dude, throw this guy in the back end of your bullpen. He was really, really good last year. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what Core is doing over there with this team. We're live with Blazo Podcast here. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Follow us on Twitter, Discord, Patreon, everything. We're everywhere. Sub this YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Star Platinum says Pagan, Deekman, Lopez, and Nearest. That's his order of closers he'll be bidding on. Pagan in Minnesota, it's a, he could be the guy, but he's never had a chance. Well, he's had chances. He's never stuck with it. He's had chances. The Rays gave Pagan some opportunities back in the day. He didn't really run with it. There was home run problems in the ninth Mm. big time back in the day in Tampa. But we'll see. Uh, Star Platinum says, keep your eye on Brad Hand. He has pitched very well. Brad Hand. Interesting. That's in Philadelphia. Brad Hand setting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was going to be in the mix with Knable. I always wanted Knable one, but Hand would be in the mix. And then Brian K. Rodgman has an interesting point here. Josh Stomont is throwing hard. Outlier save. He had a he got to save against the Tigers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or is it a possible change at closer? Um, I actually was really surprised when I saw that. I was on my phone yesterday and I saw the notification that Scott Barlow was in the seventh. And I was like, what? Shit. Why is he in the seventh <laughs> inning? I have Barlow in several places. And I really thought Matheny was going to lock in on him. And I'm going to be honest, I trusted my guys, Greg Jewett. And Dennis, uh, uh, Doug Dennis, both those guys, I've talked about this on the show before. We're at the first pitch Arizona's event last fall, and they did a reliever seminar, open panel on relief pitching. And both of them were like, Stomont, eh, 
And I really liked Stonemont, so they talked me out of it, or I let them talk me out of it. That was my choice. So I still think that Barlow is the guy because Matheny wants to stick with his dude. He used him in a crucial situations there to get key outs in the seventh and eighth. One and two-thirds innings, I think, Scott Barlow pitched in that game yesterday. And then Stomont came in for the ninth. Is it an outlier? I long-winded way of saying I feel like it is an outlier right now. Stomont was a guy that I loved last year, and he just didn't have the strikeouts that you would have thought you'd seen. I mean, when we saw him two years ago, he was throwing 98. Velocity was down just a tick last year, but he just he couldn't get strikeouts like you saw in 2020 in the shortened season. His mm-hmm. ERA still sat at 288 last year. Um, and his walk rates were the best of his career last year, but he just wasn't getting those opportunities. He appeared in 64 games, ended up with five saves, you know, scooped up four wins. I mean, the guy throws really, really hard. Maybe it is still on time. Maybe those strike strike or the strikeouts are back up. And if he can sit with a really good ERA, it's it's but it's one of those things with with the Royals again with Matheny. I mean, you have Amir Garrett there as well. Um, and then you got Barlow. So it's like three guys. It's just one of those teams where there's probably 15 of these teams where they don't really have a set closer that they're just going to go matchups or who, or who's fresh. Anthony lives in the area. He's a Royals fan. Anthony Gialdi live here. I met him in person in Vegas last month. Great to meet you. Finally, Anthony, I got the KC moose t-shirt hanging up in my closet. So he knows his Royals and he says that Stalmont will get ancillary saves when Barlow is used as the high leverage reliever. And that's, exactly how I feel right now. I, I don't think Barlow is at risk of losing his job whatsoever. Stolmont, there's going to be guys that get saves that pop in once in a while. It doesn't mean the main closer lost their job, right? That's Oh, yeah. I, I mean, even some of the best, guy, uh, you know, firemen in the world that are at the end of the bullpens that might end up with 35, 40 saves, they're not going to get every single save. Right. Bednar got a save today, but he set up for Stratton the day before that. So, yeah. It's just gonna, you're going to get occasional save opportunities, but if you're looking for the consistent guy in the pen in Kansas City, as of now, I'm sticking with Barlow. But I wouldn't blame you if you got a feeling, you got to trust your gut, not just what we say, but what you think as a player, as a manager of fantasy baseball. If your gut's telling you that Stomont's going to be more reliable in the ninth, then buy it now because it should be cheap as hell to get Stomont. You could get him for nothing. Well, it's like That's, look at the it's like look look at the Tigers. The Tigers got a left hander and a right hander that they go with either one. Fulmer got a save the other day. Soto seems to be the guy that will have more saves, but Fulmer had over ten saves last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does the same again this year. Yep, no doubt about it. No doubt about it at all. Uh, there's some other guys that you might want to take a flower at. Michael Gibbons got a save this week, but Robertson got the save today. He still <laughs> seems to be the main guy. So if you're asking me who is it, Gibbons or Robertson, it's still Robertson to me. But you know, Gibbons will chime in every once in a while. Uh, the red situation has gone south. They've really got smoked this week. They've been losing. They're not playing well. And They're the relievers. <laughs> oh, I They're thought they would good. be better. I really did. That's mm. early. It's super early. But Well, I mean, uh, Castillo's not healthy. We haven't seen him yet. Obviously, they lost uh, Castellanos in the offseason. I mean, I just look at their lineup like Mustakas is old. You know, it's a bunch of old guys. <laughs> like Naquin's over 30 Tommy Pham, I think is 35 Votto is 108 it's yeah it's, it's a veteran presence a veteran it's a key team. veteran presence on that Reds team uh okay a couple of hitters that are making noise Santiago Espinal of the Blue Jays has been playing pretty regularly and he's been performing definitely someone I'm interested in picking up I would put in a healthy bid nothing crazy but I think Espinal's worth anywhere from I don't know 10 to 35 yeah 10 to 35 bucks for a $1,000 fab budget, I would do that. He's, I mean, that lineup is stupid. So 
if Espinal's playing regularly, you want that guy because he could play second. And I think right now he's only third base eligible, depending on what type of league you play him. On Yahoo, he's second and third base eligible. Yeah, he's a he's a batting average guy that obviously the Blue Jays is one of the best lineups in you know the world. I don't think Espinal is going to be batting anywhere near the top of the lineup, which would be great. But I mean, shit, when you're batting at the end of the lineup and that lineup turns over and you got Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero, you know you have really good opportunity to get runs. What he's are they going to do? Two steals this week. Yeah, what are they going to do with Kevin Biggio? I mean, Espinal has played every game this week. Biggio, it's like a day here, two days. They don't off, like him. A day here. No, I, I have it's a over. feeling they're probably going to be moving on from him soon. Yeah, the party's over. Espinal's been playing all week long. He's definitely in their lineup regularly, and they're making it clear mm-hmm. that Santiago Espinal is their guy right now. And Biggio is just an afterthought. He, it's a fall from grace. I think maybe like Andrew Benintendi, maybe he needs a trade, a fresh start, a new beginning. Andrew Benintendi was traded to the Royals, left for dead in Boston. He was terrible in Boston towards the end, but since he's been traded to Kansas City, he's been a rock-solid player. So I think that's what Kevin Biggio needs, too. A little bit of that, hey. I, I, feel, I feel like he's just on that roster because it's a left-handed bat. It's like why they probably got Bradley Zimmer. They need at least one left-handed bat besides Brian Tapia in yep. the lineup. And, you know, Tapia is a guy who's going to be interesting because we all know Teoscar Hernandez just went on the IL. So Tapia is going to get consistent playing time in right field, which I know a lot of people don't like Tapia, but he has led off this week and betted sixth, fifth, and eighth. I'm glad you brought that up because we need to talk about would you rather have Tapia or Zimmer? And I love Bradley Zimmer. I drafted him heavily. He's one of my most rostered players because he was so cheap. And then mm-hmm. he gets traded right before opening day or like the day of opening day. And I was like, no. To a team where there's no place for him. Right. It, like, it's a smart trade by the Blue Jays because you want to have that type of bat as a reserve for situations such as what happened with Oscar Hernandez. He went bye-bye. So I like Zimmer's bat more, I do. But it feels like they want to play Toppy a little more regularly. My opinion is flip a coin if you want to go that route. Otherwise, look for some other outfield options. Don't bother getting in the mix. Tapia and Zimmer. Tapia is more of an average guy. Can have a little bit of pop, but he can steal bags. So can Zimmer. He can steal bags, mm-hmm. but he can provide more pop. He'll walk more, but he won't get on base with an average. He won't get base hits as consistently as Tapia will. So if you're looking who's the better of the two, Tapia or Zimmer, who will outshine the other, I think it's a real toss-up, but I don't think it'll be very clear. It's actually like the Houston situation, Deary, with Jose Siri and Chaz McCormick. They're yeah. both playing every other day, and they're both hitting well, but you can't pick them up in fantasy right now because they don't play every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just both teams, it's just stop gaps. Uh, I mean, if if you had to you know, put a gun to my head, Tapia versus Zimmer, I would take Tapia um, just because Zimmer has always had issues with the strikeout. and But I, I, I don't feel like the Blue Jays are set on Tapia. If he has a bad week, you know, he's going to get yanked and, you know, they certainly want to get Zimmer these opportunities, especially now that Tioscar is down. We'll see how long he's out for. But yeah, I mean, the situation is happening in several places, like it is with McCormick and uh, and what, what's his face? You just mentioned him, Jose uh, Siri. Siri, yeah, Siri. Hey, Siri. Yeah, Siri. Oh, listening to me? Oh crap! I turned Siri on by saying that. <laughs> Go away, Siri. Back to bed. Okay, so a couple more minutes. We're gonna get the hell out of here. It's Easter Sunday. It's Passover weekend. Woohoo! Yippee! Yay! Happy every day, buddy. Happy days. My pickup of the week last week was Mikel Franco. He killed it to start the week, and he already gave me eight RBIs for the week, which is just amazing because I paid $2 for him. So don't overspend. This is my don't overspend moment. 
we all get caught up with the eyes on the prize, the Josh Lowe's, the, uh, I don't know who else, the other big targets. You know, I, I saw somebody spent hundreds of dollars on David Robertson as a closer last week. I just don't think you need to do that. If you do your research and you spend a little bit more time, you will find guys like Michael Franco. Uh, I picked up him and Jake Berger. I actually spent more money on Jake Berger because I was looking to fill the hole at third base with Yohan Mankata being injured. And Franco way outperformed Berger, even though Berger was Jake Berger was fine this week, but Franco outperformed him, and he was much cheaper. So that's my lesson here. Just spend less and be more conservative and just take a little bit more time to find the guys who are just as worthy because there's not always a huge gap between these guys on the wire, Deary. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a little luck involved in it. I think of Tyler Nake, Tyler Nake. I don't hear you, Deary. Did I go away? Are you here? Hello? What? Uh, you don't hear me? You're probably fine. Oh, it's me. I'm a dumbass. Siri, turn my sound down. Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of luck involved in it when a lot of these guys are very similar. So it's it's almost like, okay, let's let's look at the matchups they have. Let's look at some of the trends they've been going with. But there's a lot of luck involved in it. I think of a guy like Tyler Naquin last year who went on this just crazy like month and a half run. And a lot of people may have scooped him up the week before he went on this crazy run. So sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of luck involved in it. And if you can go out and spend less than 10 bucks on a guy and he can be a consistent contributor for you for anywhere from four to six weeks, I think that's huge because there's also going to be people that spend double digits on a guy that we're not going to see anything from because there's that hype machine that I always talk about the hype machine. How valuable fantasy wise is Miguel Cabrera to you? He's not. (laughs) Ah, He's just not. I mean, it's, he's probably going to hit 15 home runs this year. I mean, he, he's off to a good start. He's going to give you some decent average. I think he has the opportunity to bet 270, 280, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's certainly not going to steal bases. The Tigers aren't world beaters right now. It's not like they're scoring a ton of runs. They also have some injury issues. Baez went on the IL this week. So, I mean, Cabrera, if he's available in your league, you'd probably get him for two, three bucks. And if, if you oh, need yeah. some batting average opportunity, maybe some RBIs here and here or there. But I mean, he's out of first baseman. He's, you know, outside the top 20. Bryson Stott has cooled off since the outstanding spring he had and his opening day was great but since then he's kind of cooled down not a lot going on with Bryson Stott in Philly actually Alec Bohm might be a smart play right now he's dirt cheap and mm. I think he's gonna play more even though there was the whole thing this week where everybody's trying to read his lips he told Philadelphia to go fuck themselves when he was walking off the field he had three errors that day it was a horrendous day I mean just an awful awful day for Alec Bohm but he can still hit, and he is hitting right now. He's he's smacking the shit out of the ball. So I think Bryson Stott was everyone's rookie of the year. Let's go. But right now, picking up Alec Bohm for cheap, if he's on your waiver wire, even in 15 teams or deeper, 12 teams, no, I, I probably wouldn't do that yet. But I think there's value, and I think it's a smart time to jump on him. Yeah, the playing time just hasn't been consistent, but when he's played, he's been great. I scooped him up today in a in a daily league because I have Candelario as my third baseman who's been atrocious. And there, there wasn't much else out there. It's a 16, you know, team league. So I picked up Bomb, hoping that he would just play today because I just needed like one hit to take over average. He went over one. He had a, a pitch hit where he got out, but he's off to a really good start. He hasn't struck out yet in his 16 plate appearances. Really nice walk rate. He's got three runs, four RBIs. The issue has been that he hasn't, for as big as he is as a third baseman, he's never been able to put the ball out of the ballpark. And this guy was a big-time prospect who had consistent playing time over the last couple of years here with Philly. 
Um, I feel like the, the opportunity is there where he's going to start getting some more consistent at-bats, especially if he's coming in there and pinch hitting and, and doing well and Stott is off to a slow start. This is a long season. I feel like this is a guy who could go on a, a three, four-week stretch. Probably not going to give you a ton of home runs, but if he can get on base and you know get some hits and some some RBIs and some runs, it's it could be a good scoop up for less than 10 bucks. All right. I'm going to throw a couple names at you really quick, Deary, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. I want to get your take on Kyle Farmer of the Reds. Any interest in Kyle Farmer? Oh. <laughs> uh, what about J.P. Crawford? J.P. Crawford of the Mariners. I do like J.P. Crawford. He was a darling of mine last year when he was leading off for the Mariners. He's slotted much lower in the lineup now because of, you know, you know pickups that they've made. Um, he's off to a really, really nice start. Uh, let, me, let me bring up to see if he has any steals yet because I think if he can give you some steals... Well, the thing with Crawford, he got that deal again. Another guy who was motivated by a nice, tiny little deal that'll keep him around for years to come. He stole one base so far this season, and that was yeah. a couple days ago. No one base, yet. but he's off to a three seventy nine start and 36 plate play appearances. So that's, that's he's rather healthy. Yeah. He's not striking out, which has been huge. That was the huge issue when he was in Philly. Big-time prospect in Philly. Went to Seattle. The strikeout issue improved a little bit. And over the last couple of years, it's gotten even better. And this year, it's looking great through 36 plate appearances. He's getting consistent playing time. I just don't know if he's going to be able to put the ball out of your ballpark, but when you're constructing a team, you got to construct a full team. You're not going to get home runs out of everybody. If this is a guy who could possibly bet 300, that could be a real nice scoop up this week. Absolutely. A couple of the guys you need to consider and make moves in Chad Pender of the A's. He's playing every day and he's hitting some bombs. He's getting the opportunities. He could steal a bag too. Also, Cooper Hummel. Cooper Hummel's a new guy on the scene in Arizona and he's been hitting leadoff in his minimal amount. He hasn't been on the roster that long, but so far since he's been called up and getting the opportunity to play, he's been given legit opportunities. He's had off days too where he hasn't played as much. But I know a lot of people who love Cooper Hummel's bat and he's dirt cheap right now. If he's going to eventually play every day, and he's going to give you power and steals. I mean, that's what you want. Everybody wants that. It's a crappy team. They're not very good. But Cooper Hummel's a guy that could be worth your money. And I think right now he's probably going to get some big bids in some of the more sharper leagues because people know who Cooper Hummel mm -hmm. is for the ones who have done their research. But uh, I think he's definitely worth mentioning on the show. And we mentioned Taylor Ward earlier. I think Taylor Ward and Cooper Hummel are very similar situations. Guys who can do power and speed. And the opportunities, though, are the only question. Well, yeah, that's why, you know, we just talked about a guy from the Diamondbacks and a guy from the A's. Somebody has to play for these teams. Somebody has to bat in the middle of the order or lead off for these, these teams. So the opportunity is there. I mean, just look at the, the A's lineup, and I'd say probably eight of their nine starters are most likely available in a lot of leagues. And sure, they're not going to blow you away with what they're going to give you, but if you're getting consistent at bats from their, at them every day, Elvis Andrews is a guy that I scooped up in a lot of leagues this past week, and he's off to a decent start. He's actually got a couple steals, he's got a home run, some RBIs, but he's also playing every single day. He's batted at the top of the lineup. He's batted more towards the middle of the lineup for RBI opportunities. Somebody has to play for these teams, and more than likely they're going to put up okay stats. Yeah, Taylor Ward, even Anthony says here, Going to give you a nugget. Grab Taylor Ward. He's 0% owned in main events. That is definitely a player that's going to be bid on heavily. I just don't know how high the bids will be. That'll be the, that's the mystery here. The it's mystery so is how much so will people hard. spend? It it's is hard so to hard. know. It is. I, that's why, I mean, I always mention this. 
One of the best in the business is Vlad Sedler. He does it as well as anybody. I dropped the link to his weekly fab article in this live chat. You got to pay for it, though, and I'll tell you, it's worth the 20 bucks for the subscription to FDN Fantasy because Vlad Sedler organizes it so well. 12 teams, 15 teams, pitchers, hitters, relief pitchers, starters. He divides it all up so well. It's, it's just a prerequisite if you really want to do well in fantasy baseball. Vlad Sedler's Trust the Gut weekly fab article on FTN Fantasy. And uh, they did not pay me to say that. So now you know it's real. All right, that's it. We got to go. It was our quick Easter edition. I'm so glad you popped on, Deary. Uh, you going to go make some more bids here, or is it time to uh, eat Easter pie? Oh, no, we, we already ate. Yeah, I'm going to help clean up a little bit and then uh, probably look at some bids. Um, I actually have to, I have tomorrow off work. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a late night playing some oh. uh, MLB The Show or something. Oh, you got Easter Monday off. I thought that was just a thing in Canada. See, how about that? No, we, no, we, uh, you're able to take the holiday. You can either take it on Friday or, or anytime the next week. And I worked all day Friday, so I could take it off tomorrow. I was hoping to possibly ah. golf tomorrow because I, I need to get the sticks out and play before I go to California next month. But it's going to be, you do, cold. you really do. It's going to be cold and rainy tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be total garbage, I think. It's a total garbo day. So, well, it's softball, softball day tomorrow, Mike. Uh, supposedly, I mean, I don't know what's happening with that. I, I really think we're going to get canceled. Our practice yeah. got canceled this week, so yeah. they canceled us. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, we'll keep all you guys posted. Love doing the show. Love seeing you guys. Brian says, great job, fellas. You're good eggs. Yes, we love eggs. We love Easter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Lots of podcasts. If you're new to the show, subscribe to the YouTube. We're growing, and we love growing with you guys. We covered as many guys as we can. We got to go live our lives, though. So best of luck on tonight's Fab and Waiver Wire bits and... We'll see ya. Good luck. Don't think me unkind. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.